pneumonia. Use my fangs to murder you. Soy la diosa, los demonios no me controlan. Soy culebra. What's up, everyone? 7 October's here uh, with another episode of Nightmare on Sedgwick Avenue. Today, I have a really dope guest. Um, as soon as I saw the trailer uh, for this film that we're going to be discussing, I wanted to go ahead and get him on the podcast. Um, he is a writer and director uh, from Riverside, uh, Bomani J. Story. Hopefully, I didn't butcher his name. Um, and he uh, just um, directed this film that's going to be releasing in June. Um, called the angry black girl and her monster and it's really dope uh concept um without further ado let me get him on the screen hey did i pronounce your name right <laughs> hopefully I yeah yeah, your... yeah okay, i got you okay. perfect, yeah. perfect thank you for being on today uh, no problem man thank you for having me this mm-hmm. is awesome yeah thank you and i don't know if you kind of learned a little bit about the podcast i don't know uh what your publicist advised you but it's like a hip-hop and horror kind of thing so i'll probably kind of mix a little bit of both in the interview okay. Um, <laughs> cool. No, yeah. As soon as I saw your movie, I was like, oh, I got to I got to get you on. But uh, like I said, we were talking about your your brand new film. It comes out June. What uh, what day June was it? 9th in theaters, baby. Perfect. Yes. And uh, we'll release this around that time for everybody to, you know, catch on. Uh, but I, like, as soon as I saw the the trailer, I was really like caught by it, especially like that opening sentence, like death is a disease. I was like, oh, wow, like this is really dope. And like the spin of like I have like Frankenstein right here, like a spin yeah. on Frankenstein, right? So, um, how did that like whole like concept for that story uh, come about? Um, well, like the the concept line of like death is a disease is like I one of my favorite movies is this movie called The Fountain and uh, by Aronofsky, and it's a line in there that really resonated with me. So it was my way to kind of pay homage to him, but. Uh, other than that, like the movie came from the literature itself. You know, I read the book and was just uh, I loved it you, you know and uh, I knew that with all the other adaptations they they leave so much stuff on the floor that I you know I wanted to do my own version of it because there's so much ripe material there and mixed with the mentorship from my sisters I got you know growing up like I wanted to create something in their honor as well they were my muse yeah that's pretty cool and how um kind of like to take it kind of from the beginning um how did you fall in love with like um you know film and horror specifically um where did that all that come from um i can't say there was ever like a moment mm-hmm. uh i can't say that it's kind of just been building like my sister used to scare me with all these horror movies when i was a kid and you know i would always watch them and then i'd watch more weird like horror stuff that scared me and once I started getting into film school, I'd watch more horror, and, you know, and it just kind of just like grew into this thing. Then I started watching like staples of horror and yeah, just like got into it. Uh, so it was kind of just like a process and a journey with it. There was never like a moment where I watched and I was like, oh, I always want to be making that. Yeah. I just have always been attracted to it, you know? Yeah. Um, are you recording on on Zoom not to like break it or whatever? Because usually there's like a little dot there. I didn't know if this was or this something else. Oh, okay, no, I'm recording on through OBS, but ah, I got you. All right, cool. <laughs> Sorry. No, you're good. You're good. Um, and what about like uh like for like films like what kind like was there a movie that kind of inspired you to to want to make movies? Like was there something that stood out that you're like oh that's why that's why I want to make movies or what made you want to actually do film? Uh, again, that was kind of like that was basically like a process because uh-huh. or a journey because I started in, in high school, I was kind of doing these, I was in this multimedia club where they would make a little TV show every week and it would air on Friday and broadcast across the school. 
Yeah. And then after that, I was kind of like, you know, my mom would, you know, kind of suggested maybe I chase that. And I was like, oh, go away, mom. You don't <laughs> know what you're talking about. But, you know, she did. Um, and then, you know, I went to community college and took some courses and it started to grow, you know, and then I went to USC and like then it really started to grow once I started seeing more movies and understanding the craft behind it and the art of storytelling and things of that nature. Yeah. And because of that, like it just was just something that kept growing. Like I would keep watching and then like the my love of film would just keep growing from that. Mm -hmm. So it's really been more of a journey than a like moment, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, that, yeah that makes sense. Um, and part of doing because this is your first like um, is it like a first like feature like wide release um, film for you or is or have you had one before this one? Um, no, it's like this is, you know, this is my directorial debut, okay. you know, so it's like, yeah, this is kind of the first movie feature where I'm sitting in the director's seat. That's dope. Congrats on that, by the way. Um, and I see like a lot of um, influences from like Jordan Peele, like some from the trailer and then from watching the film, like I get some of that. Uh, what inspired like what other films you think like inspired a little bit parts of the film or influenced, I guess you can say, of this this new film? Yeah, I mean, I think for this film, there's like a, I mean, I'm always working with a lot of influences for this, but like the main ones I would say are like, um, you know, one staple just always and forever is going to be Tales from the Hood, you know, it's like, yeah. I, you just can't get away from that. Like, it's just going to be involved, <laughs> you know, that's yeah. just, that's just part of culture. But um, the other big ones that I was always thinking about was uh, a lot of like 70s and 80s horror, like the, the big four for me throughout the process of making this movie was uh, the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Black Christmas, the original one of that, nice. you know, Halloween and Alien, uh, and of course the, the Shining. But like those yeah. were kind of just always uh, involved in the conversation while I was making this movie, as far as just like horror movie influences. Yeah, that's pretty cool. That's cool that you mentioned those because I I would have never thought like seventies horror was like an influence. Like some of it I can see like now that you say it, but. Um... I was gonna ask too, like for the the film. Obviously, you kind of touch. I don't want to give it away too much for those that haven't that haven't watched it when when this drops. But um, part of the it's on the trailer, anyways. Like it's pretty much about black on black violence, gang violence, and you kind mm -hmm. of use that as kind of like one of the themes and family, of course, in your film. And what what made you want to like kind of interwove that into the story versus something else? Um, I would say it's more of like systemic pressure you, you you know and how it makes uh people make certain decisions you, you, you know i think that was more of like an angle that i you know i was i was taken with this and um yeah i really just you know some of the films that i grew up watching as well as you know the people in my life and kind of capturing that and a certain uh you know wants and needs i would say uh, of people who kind of want to see this like uh, black horror going down, you, you, yeah. you know, I, uh, I wanted to cater to that. So. Cool. And um, do you want to like eventually like um, do more horror films as like a filmmaker? Because this is obviously your directorial debut, but do you see yourself kind of working in the genre or do you see yourself working outside of, of this genre and doing other projects? Uh, I love horror. So I think, you know, I will make a return. Um, cool. And, you know, if, if a good horror story comes across me, then it's like, I'm going to do it because I have such a love for the genre. Yeah. Uh, I have other genres in my head that I want to toy with as well. So, you know, I can see myself returning and, and jumping around a little bit. 
Yeah, that's cool. And um, and this film, when did you uh, when did you guys start like actually like uh, production and all that? Was it during COVID after COVID? Like, how was the casting and all that? Okay, you know, it was like you know after. I mean, we're I guess we're still in. Or I guess it yeah. like officially ended. <laughs> they say it's officially done now or something. Yeah. You know, I don't know what the hell's going on. So, yeah. um, I'll just give you the day. Like we started production in like pre-production in May of two thousand twenty-two. And started okay. production in June of 2022. Okay. Yeah. And how, how was the casting? Like, how did you guys have like um, actual people come in in person, or was it more like tapings? Um, it was tapings and people coming in as like uh, for auditions and like doing chemistry reads, you know, uh, yeah. via Zoom. Okay, that's dope. yeah. Because I mean, the lead actress like killed it. Obviously, she carries the the story because it's kind of her story. Yeah. Um, how how uh, how was that like casting her uh, as a lead role? Oh, it was phenomenal. You know, shout out to to Leia. You know, yeah. she was uh, <laughs> she was incredible. She um, uh, she came in and auditioned and just like smacked it out of the park. Like I you know I couldn't unsee her. You you, you know so yeah. uh, it was it was incredible. So I you know I uh, uh, love Leia. You, you know, I have nothing bad to say about her. And I'm very fortunate to have her be a part of this, uh, a part of this story and bring it to life. She, you know, she carried the movie. She carried me. Uh, <laughs> and, um, she's phenomenal. Shout out to also, you know, BAFTA award winning actress. Shout out to her. Yeah. And uh, what was the little girl? Um, I forgot her name. The one that called her mad scientist. Oh, that was Amani. Yeah, she was like, she was also like, she's a, st a stood out like character for me too. Like, she was just hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I love Amani, man. She came in too, just like auditioned and smacked it out of the park. She was phenomenal to work with, man. She was, yeah. she, she was a trip, man. She was a trip. Yeah, I was like, oh my gosh, she has like so much like charisma or something about her character. Even though it was like short little scenes here and there, but it just like she stood out in those scenes. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah I love, I uh, love Amani. I hope she, you know, I can't wait to see her career blossom. Yeah, yeah, I can see her and the and the and Leia for sure. Um, yeah. And what about what was like the best part of like making this film? Like, what was the most like enjoyable part of it, and what was the most difficult? I mean, I think just like getting through the entire thing was pretty because we only had twenty days, so we were oh. moving pretty fast, and um, uh, that was tough. You, you know, trying to make the days and like get through the days or whatever. It was such a short amount of time. So that was probably the toughest part. Um, the funnest part was probably just like, you know, the, I guess the gore, you yeah. know, <laughs> like, you know, our, our, our specialist, Christina Cordum, you know, she was uh, incredible on it. And like seeing her, you know, it's like the work that she was doing was just so weirdly gratifying. Yeah. Uh, when, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and I was gonna ask you about that because um, it was everything just like uh, special effects, like uh, for for like the monster and everything like that, and all the like the scenes with the blood. Because I thought it was really cool how that was done. No, that was all real stuff. You, you know, we got like practical, like practical, <laughs> practical. Yeah, ethics. yeah, it's all real blood. Yeah, we got we went down. <laughs> I uh, love that. Yeah. Yeah, no, it was practical. Yeah, it was a big thing to be practical here because yeah. Yeah, because in CGI kind of takes you out of the story sometimes, I feel, like, if it's not, like, real, you know? Yeah, if it's not dealt with properly, I think, you know, CG can sometimes do that. If it's not, you know, I always think a healthy mixture between the two is always uh, the, the strongest option. Yeah. Um, and how did um, how did you come with the idea as far as, like, how you wanted the, 
I guess we'll call him the monster. How he wanted to, uh, how you wanted him to look. Like what are the um, obviously like Frankenstein, but where else did you get ideas for that? Um, I mean, first off, it just came from a situation where it was like uh, when I was thinking about, it, I was like, okay, when you're dealing with a, a story like this, you you know, you're trafficking in corpses, you know, and they're going to be decaying. Mm-hmm. And you're not going to have like a healthy looking being, you, you know, like they're all going to be at different stages of decay, you you, you know. Yeah. So me, that was kind of just like my viewpoint while I was, you know, uh, talking to our design person, Tristan and and uh, and Christina, our, you know, creature designer or whatever as well. So when I was talking to both of them, you know, that's the big thing for me. I was just like, yeah, there needs to be some, you know, variations here. Yeah. Um, and I really like how um, like death was also kind of like a, a theme, right? Um, it's one of the main themes of the film and yeah. how it was kind of like something that uh, Vicaria kind of like lived. It, her life was impacted by it um, in all aspects. And when the mom, um, hopefully that's a spoiler a little bit, but uh, when the mom in the mo- in the beginning, they show her that she gets killed. Uh, from what I understood, was it like a stray bullet or something like from like some sort of gang shooting or something or because it, it doesn't really say it but i was just like assuming from the beginning yeah i mean i i purposely kind of left that obscure of where that bullet came from could have came from you know many different places you know could have came from a police you, yeah. you know vampire you know it's like it was um i wanted to leave that uh you know up in the air because it doesn't you know it's or like suicide too could even fit right it's like it, yeah, it just doesn't matter it just matters yeah. that like you know just like that this disease is following her you know yeah yeah, that, I really like that, that you left it kind of vague because I was like, yeah. I was just kind of like, it, ha- it can be left to interpretation of what happened, you know? Yeah. Um, and um, I was going to say too, like um, in in the movie, obviously the, the gangs are like, we're, I'm guessing like blood because they have like the red bandana, but red is kind of like a, pr- a prominent color in some of the, of some of the scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just wanted to know, like, was that like intentional or just kind of like, just because it went with the flow of the you know what people were wearing yeah no i think you know uh, red is a very strong color you, you know more than yeah. gang relations because i didn't want to be like uh what's it called what's the word i'm looking for uh disrespectful to the culture yeah. you, you know what i mean so it's like you know i switched some things up there uh-huh. uh the things that i know you know from yeah. neighborhoods or whatever and i switch it up to to try to make sure that you know they're not being disrespected yeah um, but it was more of a color of representation of you know certain things you know because i think red is a powerful color that can mean passion it can mean mm-hmm. anger uh it can mean love you, you know it's just That's like true. it's just such a strong uh strong color and you know it was a for me i wanted it as a a motif for this movie yeah that was really cool yeah like i noticed that i was like oh this is really like cool um mm-hmm. and another thing i've noticed too like you never really address like if it's i'm thinking it's current but then i realized there's like no cell phones really in the film so i'm like was that also intentional like to leave it like open because i was like that was pretty cool i didn't even notice until i watched it the second time. <laughs> yeah yeah you know it's like uh that, that definitely was intentional uh, yeah. so you know let uh let people discover that on their own you know yeah yeah, because even like the um, like where it takes place, like it can be any, um, I guess, like neighborhood, right? Like it just gives you that vibe of like that the neighborhood of like where you where you live. And I was like, oh, it, le- it leaves it like open ended to like where it actually takes place, because I was like, it can happen like now or it could have been 10 years ago, you know? So I really yeah. like that aspect to it because it makes it universal, you know? Yeah, thank you. 
thank you yeah i think um <laughs> it's weird these days like there used to be a time where technology like kind of wouldn't date your mood but these days like it's just it's immediate i mean there's a new iphone every year you you, you know what i mean yeah. so it's like you're immediately behind you, you know so sometimes that stuff can be uh can date your movie in ways that you don't want it to you, you know that's true and i really um obviously it doesn't it's not like the most positive right like kind of ending because it's kind of like a cautionary tale which i i like about that because pet cemetery is one of mine and it kind of reminded me a little bit of pet cemetery where yeah. they say like dead is better right because <laughs> she's she's trying to like you know save her brother or like revive him but in reality it's like sometimes like there's nothing we can do is death is it happens to all of us um yeah. and the fact that it kind of backfired on her right so um i really like that aspect of it like was there a reason why you wanted to make it like more of a cautionary tale instead of, you know, like making it like, you know, sh sunshine and rainbows. And it's like, oh, he survives. And, you know, he's like a normal, <laughs> normal brother again, you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I wanted to leave it. Uh, I, I mean, I wanted to leave that movie like it up to open to interpretation. Yeah. You know, which way it's whether it's cautionary or or what, you, you know, yeah, I think yeah. you can see it a couple different ways, you know, and that's some of the things that I, you know, that I love about a lot of movies that. I like, you know, it's like is when the ending is a little bit more, you get the closure, but it also leaves room for you to kind of keep thinking about certain things. Like I, I love the ending of the thing, you, yeah. you know, because it kind of just leaves it a little bit more open. Yeah. So. And for you, I was going to ask you, like, because it kind of, you know, it deals with the theme about death, right? So and immortality. So to you, what's scarier uh, to die or to be immortal? <laughs> um. <laughs> Yeah, probably to me, probably to be immortal, you know, like I think, uh, I think immortality is pretty scary, you, you yeah. know, it's like, it's, uh, it kind of feels like a pretty lonely life. I was gonna say, yeah, I agree. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah cause shout out to my, uh, my grandpa, he just turned 102. And we were kind of laughing because he seemed like all moody. And I was like, man, living 102, you're probably like pissed. You're like, I'm still here. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to your grandfather, man. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. yeah, I was like, man, living through like so many like wars, depression, like, you know, all this yeah. stuff. So I was like, man. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so I, I agree with you. Like, I feel like immortality yeah, is kind of scarier because at least death, you know, it's coming and it, you know, you eventually whatever happens afterwards, who knows, but with immortality, like you're going to get to see like loved ones die. Like it, it, was, yeah. it is a lonely road. Yeah. Um, and then I also liked um, that you named your Vicaria instead of like Victoria. Like what, what was the inspiration for the, for that name? Uh, for Vicaria? Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I wish I, I really can't remember where it came from. I just know <laughs> it happened. Like, yeah. I just felt like I was thinking about it and like, researching and stuff and like it just kind of popped up you know it, it just came you, you know so like I, I can't say that it was ever really a you know I, I can't say there was ever like a direct thing I just know yeah. that you know I was thinking about these things and then the, the title the name just kind of popped in yeah and it's obviously a homage to like Victor Frankenstein I'm guessing right or am I wrong I'll let the audience you know put that <laughs> together you know it's like they can put that together on what it is you know? yeah <laughs> Um, and then I was going to ask you too, like, um, what was your favorite scene, um, to film for that film? Um, we probably had a lot of fun during that school scene, yeah. you know, that, school scene. that one was pretty fun. Uh, it's a, it's a, it's a tough scene, but it was, uh, that one was pretty fun to do. The one with the dad or the one in, uh, where she's like telling off the, the teacher? Uh, 
probably both you know but I'll, I'll lean towards hers which is her and the teacher yeah 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 I like I really like that scene and I, I can feel like the tension though because I yeah. think we've uh, I've at least I can say I've been there where like the teacher is kind of like condescending and just because you're either black or brown like I don't know like they get they don't know how to control the situation right so yeah. um, I could feel that tension on uh, coming through the screen yeah. um and for you um what's like your greatest fear <laughs> like uh fear like oh yeah what am i scared of um i don't know maybe like you know losing purpose losing your purpose and not your purpose you know i think that's a a pretty scary place to be like you know or your identity like i i think those things are pretty uh pretty scary places to be yeah i agree um and I was going to say for you, because you uh, you were at the South by Southwest, right? That's where you premiered um, the film. Like, how has mm -hmm. that been, like, doing, like, film festivals? Uh, it's been phenomenal. You know, I get to, for the first time, see it with an audience, which is awesome. Um, you know, and see how they're reacting and see it on the big screen. And, yeah, that's been, like, it's been really cool doing that. So I, I enjoy it. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I just went to um, the one here in San Diego. We have like a Latino film festival. Oh, and it was kind of kind of like my the, it happens every year. But I was like, it was the first time I like decided to volunteer. And mm -hmm. so it was pretty cool, like watching all these like independent like filmmakers and just like seeing like films every day. It was like really cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How, what, what was the name of the festival again? Uh, the SD Latino Film Festival. So just like okay. Latino filmmakers. But it was really dope. That's dope. Yeah. Yeah. And hmm. I think they have another one, but it's the just the SD Film Awards. So okay, yeah, Hell but it's yeah. it's interesting. And I, I like like you said, like um, getting to see the people's reactions and then just the yeah. Q and A's too that they do. Like I love, I like I'm a nerd for all that stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. um, and what was your like? What other film festivals have you been? Just the South by Southwest, or have you done other ones? I've done other ones. I was at uh, South by Southwest, and then uh, Minneapolis, Calgary. Mm -hmm. um uh milwaukee atlanta jim thorpe we played at boston underground and we played at overlook uh and i think there's like one or two more i might be forgetting i think we played in a santa fe one but yeah i'm not sure that's cool. which one was your favorite one and uh, why on. you know i can't answer that either <laughs> they're all phenomenal festivals you know that's phenomenal. True. so you want to yeah. get all those awards <laughs> yeah. um and um obviously like being black director in a horror like i see i feel like it's been thriving more like we see more black and brown stories being told which i like because it's coming from a different lens different perspective for you like what do you want to do that kind of makes you stand out or, or different like for the genre um i mean to me i just want to kind of like i want to explore these you know not only just horror but a bunch of other different genres yeah you know expand that and see see us in different genres and stuff like that. That's what I would love to do. And really just tell hopefully compelling stories that, you know, connect with somebody, you know, that's what I'm, that's what I'm always hoping is that, you know, like the, the story will connect with someone. Uh, so that's kind of like where my head is at with it. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And like uh, you're on a, off to a great start right now. So um, oh, thank con you. congrats on this release. Um <laughs> And one of the questions I like to ask is like, what are your top, like I said, it's hip hop and horror. So what are your top five horror movies and what are your top five hip hop albums? All right. All right. Here we go. <laughs> uh, so let's we'll start with the horror. All right. Top five horror. Texas Chainsaw Massacre is definitely up there. Um, 
I love the French movie Harder uh, Martyrs. Okay. Um, let's see what else do we got? Man, okay, yeah, I haven't been asked like the the horror movie. I can give you those two. Yeah. The other three that I you know that I have to like think about like I you know I don't know if I can go that far because I've seen a lot and I love a lot, but yeah. I'll just go what you know the quickest that come to me you know it's like I I really I, I do make a lot of returns to the thing mm-hmm. uh John Carpenter's the thing and um uh what else ooh yeah I do consider let's see which movie probably yeah probably Mulholland Drive or oh, Inland Empire one of those two like those are like i consider those horror you know as yeah. much as strange as those i consider those horror so like one of those two swapping between those two and um uh, and that's hard <laughs> so many. yeah it's uh, yeah it's tough i can't give you a fifth one i cannot give you a fifth one <laughs> no uh, <laughs> i, I always change one. mine too i'm always like rotating them around <laughs> yeah like you know I, I know for sure my top two are texas chainsaw massacre the original and the french uh, martyrs okay. but um uh but the you know the next three you know those are constantly like you know shifting black christmas is probably on there oh, yeah. it, it, it's like i love the original black christmas and um yeah but as far as hip-hop albums yeah. can or i do artists artist yeah you can do artists too <laughs> yeah 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 okay so that's that's much more feasible so nas tupac uh wayne um jada kiss and buster rhymes okay that's good that's a good one mm. uh, yeah i need to see buster i heard it, yeah, he's like a really dope performer i've never seen him though but one day yeah I saw him at the um, at the Hollywood Bowl a few months back. Oh, really? How was that? Yeah. Oh, he was incredible. Yeah. I, I loved it. It was the first time I ever seen him. You know, I'd always wanted to see him as a kid because I heard that he's a great performer. Yeah, yeah. And then I finally got to see it. So, yeah, it was great. Yeah, I think I saw like a uh, Drink Champs uh, interview and Nori was saying that like nobody ever wants to go after him because he just shuts <laughs> it down. <laughs> yeah, you know, there was just when he came on stage, it was at the... Um, the tour that Nas did with Wu-Tang. Oh, okay, and, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I saw that. And of course, you know, Nas is legend, Wu-Tang is legend. So they yeah. were, everybody was incredible, you know? So yeah. it wasn't like putting anyone to shame, but like yeah. when Busta Rhymes came out there and the way he just manipulated the audience, yeah. you know, on how he, you know, controlled their, uh, the elevation of, you, you know, them yeah. and like quieted them down. It Like he just <laughs> has such a, immaculate control of like uh, how to play the audience like a violin it's it's crazy that's pretty cool and he always has his uh his hype man i forget his name uh the yeah, guy Star? yeah 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 <laughs> Star. yeah he's dope he's dope as fuck yeah that's pretty dope yeah i, I wanted to go um because 50 cent is, i don't know if you heard that he's doing like his uh get get rich or die trying like final tour or whatever and oh, Buster's really? gonna be there with him, yeah. And I was like, I want to oh, go. And then I saw the yeah. tickets. And I'm like, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'd be priced out, man. Yeah, I was like, man, this inflation yeah. is getting crazy. I'm like, I remember yeah. these used to be half the price for like three. Yeah. People. <laughs> yeah, I was like, never mind, because I'm like, I I want to sit like in the good seats, you know. I don't want to sit far and pay still yeah. a lot. I'm like, nah, just I'll do it another time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and what's like your favorite um, horror villain? I'm guessing, I don't know, maybe Leatherface, but because you said Texas Chainsaw, but who who would it be for you? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I guess Leatherface is pretty, uh, uh, yeah, probably Leatherface. Yeah. 
Yeah, you know, it's like when I'm thinking about the villains, like, yeah, I think Leatherface is probably the one that, like, probably scares me the most, you know, but yeah, that chainsaw. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and the Leatherface. Yeah. Uh, and what about, like, for your favorite, like, final girl? You know, Leia De Leon Hayes, you know, and then you're back on the Gotta shout her out. <laughs> Great, yeah, she's a fantastic final girl. You, yeah. you know what I mean? <laughs> That's a good, great answer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, and what's, uh, what's like a most recent horror movie that you recommend besides your film? <laughs> oh, the angry, the angry, no, I was playing. <laughs> uh, man, so the three, I have to give you three, you okay. know, two of them are more recent than the other one. The other one's still fairly recent, but I would say Raw, you know, okay, yeah. uh, and Teton. Okay, you, I've you heard know, great things like, about that and, one. Yeah, Teton's fantastic, and Pearl is incredible. Oh, yeah, that dialogue at the end. Was oh, crazy. my God, it's fantastic. So, yeah, I would uh, I'd point to those ones. Yeah, good recommendations. Um, mm -hmm. And um, I was going to say, too, like, what's um, what's the greatest accomplishment so far for you, like, uh, either directing or, or personally that you have accomplished that you're proud of? Yeah, I mean... So far, you know, probably getting this movie made, you know, because it's so hard, you know, you never know if a movie's gonna, gonna make it or not, you know, it's like, it's so, it's so difficult to get something this far. So, you know, I, I'd probably say just getting this movie off the ground period, you know, and sticking with it, because it's so difficult to kind of do that. Okay, yeah. Um, and I want to thank you, you know, for being on. I know you have other uh, probably interviews, but this is the last one that I, I like to end it with. Like, what's um, what kind of legacy do you want to leave behind, either creatively or personally? Yeah, I mean, I hope I leave a legacy of a body of work that's that's interesting. I want a, I want an interesting body of work. You know, I want a lot of different genres. You know, I want staples. You know, it's like I I hope to have a body of work like like my heroes do. Nice. Well, like I said, you're off to a great start. Congrats again on your Thanks. film. I'm excited yeah. to, you know, I'm going to go watch it on the big screen. I still got to support it, even though I saw it already, but um, yeah. I, I, it makes a difference. You know, when you see it on the big screen. Yeah, uh, please. <laughs> please show up June 9th. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. June 9th. Yeah. And then I'll share all the links and stuff like that in the description. But thank you so much for being on today. I appreciate you. Oh, uh, thank you for having me, man. And everyone go see this movie June 9th, you know, yes. in theaters, baby. Alrighty, and go follow him. I have his IG here, but thank you so much. Have a good rest of your day. You too. Alrighty. Bye. All right. All right. All right. Um, that was Bomani J Story. Um, and let me put the IG here. Um, here, Story is King. Um, again, really excited that I had him on. Um, I know he's probably booked with interviews because the movie's about to come out. Um, go watch it again I'll share the links in um, the description of this YouTube if you haven't already go ahead and follow me 7 October is on all platforms um, and yeah subscribe to the YouTube channel like comment all that is appreciated thank you <laughs>